Welcome to a Better Covenant podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. I welcome you again to another episode of our podcasts and our TV broadcast. And uh, we're dealing with the subject of the reality and the power of God's forgiveness. And it's something that if you can grab it, get a hold of it, it will really, really release the power of God in your life. Like I said, when God, when God forgives you, he, he releases his power into your life. And you just have to receive that power to undo everything that the enemy has tried to do in your life as a result of that sin that he brought into your life. And so we'll go back again to Psalm 103 and read it again there. This is the foundation on the basis of what we're talking about. It's there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. Then he begins to list his benefits. He says, who forgives all your iniquities. That's the first and foremost benefit. If you don't get this one, every other benefit is locked out of your life. And this is the one benefit that unlocks the other benefits of the covenant. He forgives all your iniquities and then he heals all your diseases and so on and so forth. Now, uh, I want us to look a little bit more in a little bit more detail on this word to forget. Now, I've explained that before and I would advise you to go back to my old, my previous teaching on this and this word forgive uh, sorry forget you get a lot you get a lot from it i don't want to go too much into what i said the last time but i just want to add to what i said on that word forget now you look at this word forget you go to genesis chapter 40 verse 23 you see that word used that uh, used there uh, let me just read it quickly genesis 40 verse Verse 23, uh, just quickly get it and read it out for you. Genesis 40, verse 23, tells us right here. Uh, Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Now you understand, you remember the background for this uh, story of this uh, scripture. Um there were two men that were thrown into the same prison that Joseph was, was in. One of them was Pharaoh's baker, his chief baker, and the one the other one was the butler. And they, they both had a dream uh, on the same night, and, uh, and Joseph interpreted their dreams, and it, ex- it happened exactly as Joseph interpreted it. And one of them was killed. The other one, who is this butler, was uh, was uh, released from jail and went back into Pharaoh's service. Now, when he got out there into Pharaoh's service, the Bible says he remembered not Joseph, but forgot him. Now, that doesn't mean that that man, Joseph, disappeared completely out of his mind. No. He knew there was such a person as Joseph, whom he met in prison. But what he's simply telling us here is that uh, all that things engaged his mind and displaced Joseph was no longer in priority to him uh, other things were more important to him at this point in time uh, 
And so Joseph was no longer a priority. He never thought to do anything for Joseph. He never thought to remind Pharaoh about Joseph. He never thought to uh, uh, do any uh, anything favorable for Joseph. Uh, Joseph was no longer so important to him. He was now preoccupied with other things. And that's the meaning of this word, forget. Like I said, the word means to take something that belongs somewhere, put it somewhere else. And then it means to for your mind to be so full of other concerns that there is no room left for anything else. You see, that's what happened here. This man, when he got out of jail and got right back into Pharaoh's service, his mind became so preoccupied with other things, he didn't have time or he, there was no space in his mind for Joseph anymore. He knew Joseph was there, but Joseph wasn't just that important to him anymore. So that's the meaning of that word, to forget. And forget the forgiveness of God means... Your mind is so filled with other things. Your mind becomes filled with your, a sense of guilt, sense of shame, sense of condemnation and regret and sorrow and grief and all these things. They so fill your mind and preoccupation with the past fills your mind to such an extent now that the forgiveness of God doesn't mean anything to you anymore. And so you, when, you, when that happens, the Bible says you've forgotten the forgiveness of God. You've forgotten that benefit. And it's not doing anything in your life. It's not benefiting you even though it's, it's available to you. It's not doing you any good. That's what that scripture means when it says, forget not all his benefits. The, to, to forget in that, that Hebrew word to forget means that your mind becomes focused on something else rather than on the forgiveness of God. That's what it means to forget. When you forget it means all of a sudden now, rather than focusing your mind on the fact that you're forgiven and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, your mind is now preoccupied with something else. Your mind is focused. Something else has the run of your mind. It could be your past. It could be your sins. It could be your the wrong that you've done, the shame, the guilt, the disappointment, and all these things. Your mind is dwelling on that. Your mind is focused on that. And you know, the mind it works like a magnifying glass the more you think of something the bigger and bigger it becomes in your in your in your consciousness so you're thinking about it you're thinking about it you're thinking about that past your mind is dwelling on that past your mind is dwelling on your mistakes your mind is dwelling on your failures your mind is dwelling on on all these ugly things you did and then all of a sudden now the forgiveness of god is no longer central in your thinking it's pushed aside pushed aside in your mind to a place where it's it's not it's not it's not helping you it's not producing any benefits it's not affecting you the power of god that comes with that forgiveness is now shut down and that's what the devil wants to do because the forgiveness of god comes with the very power of god we'll see that as we go on on this subject of the forgiveness of god when god forgives you he releases his power into your life to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life and when that forgiveness is pushed aside by other concerns, when your mind becomes focused on something else, then that power that comes with that forgiveness is shut out of your life and you cannot enjoy that power. That's why the enemy so, so wants you to dwell on that, on those, on those things that your shortcomings and your failures and your sins. That's what he wants you thinking about all the time. Because when you do that, then literally you've forgotten the forgiveness of God. Now, uh, there's a word here that I want to call your attention to. It's the English word override. Now, that's what it means. When, 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 when the Bible says, forget not his benefits, what he's saying is that do not allow other things to override the forgiveness of God. That's, that's, that's what that word uh, to, 
to forget means it means when you forgotten the, the the forgiveness of God it means some other things in your mind has taken the run of taken over the run of your mind and now it's overriding the forgiveness of God that's what it means and 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 that's why it says bless the Lord of my soul and forget not because your soul if your soul gets preoccupied with other things your soul will override that forgiveness with other things and it will become it will become of no benefit to you you see, God is offering it to you, but it becomes of no benefit. And guess what? When that forgiveness is of no benefit to you, these other benefits that he lists going down will not do anything in your life. Those things will be shot out of your life. So it's very important what the psalmist is talking about, that you take control of your soul with the word of God and begin to get a hold of your mind using the word of God, speaking to your mind and getting it to a place where it will remember. Now, uh, so, the, so, so to override uh, means uh, means to cancel something, and, and uh, like canceling a decision or to set something aside. That's what it means to override. So when the when your soul, when something else is taking over the run of your mind, your your your, your consciousness of your failures, your worries, your anxieties, your the guilt and all this, all these things that you did. When they clog your thinking, when they feel your thinking, what happens is that they override that forgiveness and then they, they, they cancel it and they set it aside. That's what it means to override. It means to interrupt an action uh, and it means to prevail, to have dominance over something, to set it aside and to, to make it to be disregarded, to nullify it. That's what it means. So when he says, Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives you all your iniquities? What he's saying, don't nullify God's forgiveness. Don't set it aside. Don't cancel it. Don't disregard it. Don't just uh, throw it away. That's, did you know you can do that with, your, with wrong thinking and wrong speaking? You can nullify the forgiveness of God where that forgiveness is of no use, of no... Uh, of no uh, benefit to you to 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 override means to supersede means something else has superseded the forgiveness of god in your life it's ladies put it behind it's shoved it aside where it's no longer a dominant aspect of your thinking and now because of that you lose the benefits of god's forgiveness and you lose the power that comes with that forgiveness so so that's what this man is talking about david he's saying do not nullify the forgiveness of God. Do not set it aside. And you know, that's what uh, uh, Paul was talking about in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where he says, let's read that. Say, I do not nullify, I do not nullify the grace of God. I do not nullify the grace of God. Uh, I wanted to read that. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21 says, let me read from verse 19. For I, I through the law have died to the Lord that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me so much and gave his, himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. You see, that's the word that is we are dealing with here. This uh, Greek word, athetos, means to set something aside and to nullify it. 
You see, he's saying, I do not nullify the grace of God and set it aside and put it in such a way that the grace of God is no longer effectual in my life. You can do that to the grace of God. You can do that to the benefits of God. You can do that to the forgiveness of God. You can, through wrong thinking and through wrong speaking, nullify the grace of God. When your mind is dominated with your guilt and dominated with your with your sorrows and your and your grief and your and your and your shortcomings and your failures and your sins, uh, then it shows aside the forgiveness of God and the power that comes with that forgiveness, thereby nullifying it. And that's what the, uh, the Apostle Paul is talking about here. He says, "I do not nullify." How do you nullify the grace of God? By wrong thinking. Thinking in terms of your works, thinking you can end God's favor in your own power, get, end the blessings of God in your power and your strength by trying to merit it in your own power, in your own strength, by your thinking, by, uh, because I'm keeping the laws of God, I'm doing, I'm, I'm keeping the laws of God, I'm meriting God's, God's goodness, I'm meriting God's blessings, I'm meriting God's, God's reward. When you think in that way, your thinking is wrong and, and your confession will be wrong and your actions will be wrong. And in that way, you nullify God's grace. You set it aside. So of no use, of no effect in your life. Through religious thinking, neg- wrong thinking, uh, you begin to put yourself in a situation where the grace of God is not working in your life. It's not getting anything done in your life. You're born again, you're a child of God, all right, but God's grace is of no use, of no effect in, of no effect in your life. And that's what the man is talking about here. The same thing David is talking about is what Paul the Apostle is talking about. I do not nullify. I do not set aside. I do not bring to nothing the grace of God. Why? Through wrong thinking. Through wrong thinking, he could nullify the grace of God. And that's what he's talking to these Galatians about. I do not set aside or nullify the grace of God. And that could have had a very, very great repercussion in his life if Paul had nullified the grace of God. I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 15 uh, and see what he said again in, along those lines. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. You see what he's talking about here? He's talking about the story of his life before he met Jesus. This man persecuted the church of God. This man went from city to city with letters from the Sanhedrin and went from city to city looking for Christians wherever they were hiding. He would hold them out of their hiding and they would either deny God and deny Christ or he will will have them killed or thrown into prison or, or things like that. So these thoughts uh, coming to his mind made him feel a sense of unworthiness. When God called him into the office of an apostle, it looked at all these ugly things that he did and said, look, I could never stand in that office. I could never take my place with people like Peter, Paul, uh, sorry, Peter, James, uh, and, and the apostles of Jesus. And, and yet God was calling upon him to step into that office of an apostle. He says, when he thought about his unworthiness, when he thought about his sins, when he thought about his failings, he has such a sense of unworthiness, such a sense of guilt. He didn't think of himself as worthy to step into that office. But then he gives us a statement in verse 9. But the grace of God, or but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not vain. In other words, I did not nullify God's grace in my life. That's the reason why Paul was able to step into that office. The reason f- for being able to step into that office was because he didn't nullify the grace of God. He began to think of himself in terms of God's unmerited favor, God's 
loving kindness, God's unconditional love, God's forgiveness. When he began to think of that forgiveness, God's unconditional forgiveness, he was able to say, no, whatever I did in the past doesn't matter anymore. God has forgiven me. God has pardoned me. I can now, and all that past is gone, is wiped off of the records of heaven. It doesn't exist. God doesn't count it against me. God doesn't hold it against me. He could then step into that office, that high office, and he was able to fulfill his calling as uh, as an apostle of God. But think about what Paul was able to do. Uh, if you read, if you count the books of the New Testament, there are 27 books in the New Testament all in all. Paul wrote, of all those 27, he wrote 14 of them. 14 of them. Well over half of the New Testament was written by this man called the Apostle Paul. And think about it. If he had nullified that grace, if he had nullified the grace of God, if he had set aside the grace of God, he would never have been able to step into that office of an apostle. He would never have been able to write all this book. God would have had to look for somebody else to write these great books called Paul's Revelation, the Pauline Revelation. Somebody else would have had to step in there to get that job done. Think about it. If the man had nullified God's forgiveness, set it aside, he would never have been able to step into that office and fulfill his calling. And that's what's going to happen to you. If you nullify and set aside God's forgiveness through on through wrong thinking, what will happen is that it will rob you of your God-given purpose. It will rob you of your God-given God-given dreams, and your and the plan of God for your life will not be able to come to pass. Why? Because your sense of guilt, your sense of unworthiness, will make you think, "Oh, I could never step into that office. I could never do that. I could never walk with God. I could never enjoy fellowship with God." And that will rob you of all you could be accomplishing for God in this world and all the people you could be blessing in this world if you just walk in the forgiveness of God. And that's the reason why David was able to go forward in life and was able to, he's called the, he's, to this very day, David is, re, is regarded as the greatest king that Israel ever had. And his influence upon the nation of Israel is still there to this very day. And today, by tomorrow, when you wake up, the influence of David upon that nation of Israel is, is still very, remains with us and will continue to remain with us because the man dared to walk in God's forgiveness. So I want you to also begin to appropriate that forgiveness into your life. God, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And once you've Confess that sin. Receive that forgiveness. Do not allow the devil to talk you out of it. Continue to walk in it. Continue to talk. Let yourself talk. Be positive. Continue to reinforce that in your mind. I am forgiven. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all that is unrighteous. And dare to begin to go forward with God. The Lord keep you. The Lord bless you. The Lord uphold you. The Lord sustain you. The Lord continue to make his grace abound in your life until I come your way again. In Jesus' name. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.